welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career, and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni, and I will be your host. Hi, everyone. Today, I am happy to be speaking with Naomi Haile. She is such a bright, uplifting young woman that I really just wanted to bring her on so that she could share her experience and her life with us. So Naomi lives in Ottawa. She is the co-founder of Find Your Tribe and a podcast called The Power of Why. But really, she spends a lot of time talking about getting to know ourselves, our identity, and in how in finding that we will be able to really figure out what our purpose is and then use that for the service of our communities. So I hope you enjoyed this one. So thank you so much, Naomi, for being here with me today. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Michaela. I'm, I'm honored and blessed to be here. Thank you. So for those who uh, might not know you, please, uh, can you please introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Naomi Haile. And I'm someone who really loves building community here in Ottawa mm -hmm. and speaking to crowds about fulfillment, about purpose, and not the fluffy stuff, right, Michaela? Because mm -hmm. I think people get kind of overwhelmed when we hear others talk about finding your purpose and finding your, your passion. But I yeah. think for me, it's really uh, speaking to people about understanding when are you at your best? What are your yeah. gifts? What are your strengths? What are your talents? And how can you use that to be of service to others in your community, right? So for me, like by day, I work in international compliance mm -hmm. uh, for the Canadian federal government. And I've been doing that for the past three years. So since I graduated mm -hmm. school in 2017. And my projects, um, you know, like my passion projects, the stuff that really keeps me going is community building. So me and my co-founder, we started an organization called uh, Find Your Tribe. And mm -hmm. we've been running for about 19, 19 months. And essentially, we are we're in the midst of rebranding at this point, but our essence and our vision stays the same. So we essentially create space for people of color to show up in their truth and in, in their purpose. And for us, that currently looks like uh, scheduling, you know, networking events, hosting workshops mm -hmm. and panel style discussions so people can, you know, really build community in mm -hmm. their city and also learn about how they can both level up in their personal lives and in their career. Mm -hmm. And just like you, Michaela, uh, as you know, I started a podcast in 2017. Yeah. So I, I interview people about about their why and and how they've been able to basically create with with impact and by doing yeah. the work that they love. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I started recently delving into speaking, which I've mm. which I've loved to do. So speaking specifically to youth and young professionals as well about topics around fulfillment and just self-awareness. So understanding yeah. who you are as an individual. Uh, and then I've been on live TV a couple times last year. And that's, okay. that's really the thing that has led me to wanting to pursue speaking in a, a more serious and intentional way. And so right now, 
I'm really about like building systems so that yeah. can be a reality in the coming years. Oh my God, we have to talk about that after because yes. that's one of the things I would love to do. Like that's one, when I see myself like in a couple of years, what do I want to be doing? I want to be speaking, like doing speaking engagements. So Love it. Let's oh my God, yeah. so excited. But one of the reasons I actually really wanted to talk to you is even just hearing you introduce yourself um your vision is so clear you know like it, like it's so clear what you want to do and like you're so confident in it um so did you always know that that that's what you wanted to do like to help people find fulfillment to help people like define their why like yeah did you always want to do this type of work no. And you're making, you know what, like lately I've been so, it's not emotional, but I've been feeling everything, right? Mm. The good stuff, the, the not negative emotions, but like things like sadness. And like, I've tried to not suppress feelings in the moment and as they come up. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional when you say that, but I think it's because, um, you know, my message and the stuff that I really want to help people with are the things that I lacked when I was growing up, right? Mm. And, you know, for my parents who were coming here from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. came here with nothing. They came here with nothing. And you know the quote-unquote typical immigrant story, but mm-hmm. for them, they they have gone through a lot of trauma and loss and a lot of pain, you know, growing up back home, mm-hmm. especially like when they were just about to come here because there was, there was a lot of conflict going on in Ethiopia. Yeah. And so for here, like me tapping into understanding where my parents come from and what their story is, it's so tied to our own experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the past couple of years, I've been really trying to learn more about my culture and my parents' story and where I come from because growing up, like as a kid, I was always like one of very few um, Ethiopian kids and for mm-hmm. sure people of color. And so I never really understood how to tap into that and embrace being black, embrace mm. being Ethiopian uh, because I wanted to fit in with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so I suppressed those and I wasn't confident. I hated speaking. <laughs> like even to have a simple conversation, it was something that I was so self-conscious about. Wow. And so you know, it's the past couple of years, I think it was my entrance into like grade 10, grade 11, going into university when I was really working on me. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I'd say 14 months, and even like a couple months before that, um, it was, you know, being more intentional about how I want to show up, how I want to show up in rooms, in communities, um, in life at the end of the day. And so I think I'm someone who really believes that how like our purpose, as much as I said, um, it's about what, like how you are at your best. I also think it's your purpose is aligned with, you know, the pain, like the deep pain that you have growing up and and that's how you want to serve people. So for me, it was not being able to use my voice and mm. not feeling confident in myself. And so when I meet with youth, that's I find myself being gravitated to relieve pressure for them. Yeah, of, of you don't need to have all the answers. And let's just talk about how we can be better 
as ourselves. And so, yeah, mm. I know, no, it wasn't always the case. You, to answer your original question, it wasn't always yeah. the case that I was so confident in what I bring to the table, but it's because of the intentional work that I have been doing to to reflect and think mm-hmm. on my own about what do I want to be working on? How do I want to serve? What are the skills that I can offer people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's keep me rooted in my, in my truth. So what, what was the turning point then? Like uh, what was the, 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 the moment where it clicked? Where you were like something has got to change? Hmm. Um, it wasn't, okay, interesting question. Because I think it was a culmination of moments. I don't think mm. there was one moment. But I remember vividly in 20, it was September 2018 when mm-hmm. my, over Labor Day weekend, when my aunt got married here. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was part of the wedding in that I was a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. And there were six of us, six like Ethiopian uh, girls, all of her, cl- like this is my aunt. So she had yeah. a lot of her friends be part of the wedding too. And it was in that moment when I realized, wow, Naomi, you don't even know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything about your, well, not that I don't know anything about my culture, but it was such a stark difference being in the company of these like beautiful Ethiopian women. Yeah. And what so used to growing up, which was not that. Mm-hmm. And as you know, like you were talking about your wedding recently, Michaela, yeah. and how yeah. like your whole family comes together and helps to make everything go the way that it was supposed to as planned. Yeah. A couple days of wedding. So here in Ottawa, we had uh, two days. So it was a full weekend where we celebrated. Yeah. And to be in the company of my Ethiopian community to be in the just it was an incredible energy of Mm -hmm. celebration of food of dancing of culture and language and all of these things I was like oh my god how could Mm -hmm. I have gone so long not embracing exactly where I come from Mm. and it was a moment of just beauty and emotion yeah and that was the moment where I realized like I need to by me not understanding my culture and me not embracing it by you know wearing traditional clothing and having my hair in traditional albaso hairstyles yeah um, it's actually i'm leaving parts of me just locked up somewhere yeah and mm-hmm. i'm i'm not able to show up as the way you know the way that god created me and mm. so that was i think the moment of of revelation where i was like holy moly we need to if we want to stand in our purpose michaela we need to bring everything that makes us who we are. And that was, yeah, that was definitely a light, one of the light bulb moments for me. Wow. So then how, um, how are you, I guess, learning more about Ethiopian, Ethiopian cultures and yeah, trying to immerse yourself um, more intentionally? Mm-hmm. Great question. So I, like my, my dad is a, huge history buff especially when it comes mm-hmm. to like Ethiopian history and so he's given several books to read about um you know the history of Ethiopia we we were a country Ethiopia and Eritrea were countries where mm-hmm. were once one 
and then there was a there was a war that happened that separated them but Ethiopia was never colonized and mm-hmm. so for for mm-hmm. us there was a, there was there's a lot of rich history there of what even happened when the Italians tried to come and yeah so for me it's reading back into my history it's spending more time at community events that we have here so the mm-hmm. um, I'm part of the northern area of Ethiopia, which is called Tigray. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of events. We have several events throughout the year where we just come together and celebrate and raise money for different initiatives. Yeah. And so being present at all of those events, so I get to continue to, you know, nurture the relationship that I have with, especially the young people, like that's re- really where I'm focused. Yeah. Um, and then recently, one of the parents in the community approached me after attending one of our pitch one of our pitches for our business and he said Naomi like I need you to get involved in hosting and uh, more workshops for the young Ethiopian youth and so that's how I'm trying to really nurture the relationships between um, how I even service the community here in Ottawa so it's learning about my culture through reading through research um, but also just being around more more um, Habesha which is a term that we use to describe Ethiopian people and mm-hmm. Eritrean people um, in the community. Yeah, spending more time there. That's awesome. And, you know, like, it's so important. Um, like here, like I recently joined the Run and Professionals Network as well. Mm-hmm. Like trying to do the same thing, like trying to get to like run and community um, in a way that I guess I can relate to uh, and where I feel like my strengths are. But because we learn so much um like you having like grown up here and having gone to school here and such and you've had some you've had some experiences like same for us like we can share so much um to the younger people right like who are going to university or even before they go to university and be like yeah take a deep breath and don't uh don't freak out like it will all be okay and then maybe like guide them so that they don't make some of the mistakes we made i agree (laughs) i agree (laughs) And they have each other. They have each other. Like we had an event earlier in January and we, you know what? I didn't even do much promotional activity for it, but we had like 25 to 30 young Ethiopian youth who came. And on, okay, there's this pattern. I don't know if this is like an African thing in general of being late. And I remember for this event, for this event, I was like, yeah, we're going to schedule that one. You have to be there at least five minutes before 1 p.m. And it's funny because one of the uh, individuals who was part of the community, one of the parents said, Naomi, I think you should, if you want to start at one, I think you should start it earlier. So on the poster, just advertise that it starts at 1230 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, <laughs> why, would I do, why would I do that? If I say we're going to act like we're going to intentionally start at 1 p.m. and I need you to be there early. Otherwise, you're not going to come in that's the time that you arrive and we can't just condone this type of behavior. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise you're going to continue to do that. So for this event, you can't even imagine how heartwarmed I was. Everyone came at least 10 minutes early. They were seated. We were ready to go by one. Oh my God. That's amazing. They were engaged. They all knew each other and it just strengthened the bonds that we had with them, but also that they had amongst each other. You know what? I pray that happens to all of our meetings. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think just like setting clear intentions. I mean, um, if this is the behavior of our our parents and this is not something that we want to pass 
down let's like celebrate and promote that and i did mention that at the beginning do you know what i mean yeah i think that encourages us to really it just shows you know what it clearly identified to me that they valued their own time they valued my my time the other organizers times as well that we were going to hear we were going to come here to learn and be a part of um, each other's journey and they made it happen that's amazing wow (laughs) yeah i'm really glad they actually did show up on time because for us to like that every time we set up a meeting or something that's always a question like do we put one hour before when we actually wanted to start and then there's always the whole debate that, well, if you're going to an interview or you're going to your job, you're going yeah. to show up on time. So why exactly. not show up on time for these events? But then it's like, it's their weekend. It's their free time. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do on that side. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the answer to that is. Try it. Try both. But um, so is this quest for you to sort of find a community, to build community, to find your place in the community sort of what led to find your tribe mm-hmm. that's such a good question mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think you identified something really important mm-hmm. which is so for me um well for me uh definitely not feeling like I was part of any community I mm-hmm. think is the thing that drove me to find my people and my people I don't like I know I've talked a lot about Ethiopia and like the Ethiopian community, but mm-hmm. you know, when we use the word tribe, when we use the word, you know, community and people, I think it's just rallying around folks who believe what you believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to come from the same country that you do in order to find that in, in people. Yeah, and so sure. with find your tribe, uh, Sam and I, who's the, co-founder as well we met at a networking event for black professionals at Mm -hmm. shopify in ottawa and it was that palpable energy like i can't even describe it and that evening sam went home and made a post on linkedin and we're both pretty active so i i saw her post and i said okay i think sam and i would really get along if if anything we'd just become friends you know yeah but when we sat down for coffee it was we were both kind of experiencing being young professionals, just finishing university and trying to find our place in the work in, in the work environment. Mm. And so we, I think the ne- it was probably two weeks after our coffee chat where we brought our friends together to do a video shoot about why representation is important. And we didn't overthink it at this point. We didn't have the name. Like we didn't, it was just supposed to be a one-time thing. Yeah. And to see the interactions between people of people meeting for the first time and hugging and talking about uh, resources that they have access to and really nurturing those relationships outside and beyond that video shoot was what inspired us to like host more of those types of events. Mm. And that's how the name came came about. Um, mm-hmm. Sam's from Zimbabwe and that that term meant something to the both of us mm-hmm. and so we said find your tribe that feels right let's let's run with it and yeah. and for us we we wanted to be more intentional about bringing awesome people together um, and not everyone is an entrepreneur or creative but if you're looking for people that you can be vulnerable but with people that you can connect and have 
really thoughtful conversations uh, with. This is what we wanted to create for people. And it's been growing incredibly. And we, I mentioned at the beginning that we're in the midst of doing a rebrand. So mm-hmm. our, new, our new organization is going to be called Inclusively because mm-hmm. uh, we feel that this represents um, a it, it represents the essence and the and the vision that we have moving forward like into into the coming years because um, I think find your tribe definitely um, attracted certain types of people and yeah. we wanted to open that up a little bit more to just have like-minded people who mm-hmm. want to come to a space as themselves yeah for and sure. that's that's the direction that we're taking now so what uh, what's your vision for inclusively like where where do you see it going what are you trying to achieve Today well we've been thinking a lot more about okay this could be interesting we're thinking a lot more about how we can create healing spaces for people because oh, at the beginning mm-hmm. we we started off by really wanting to share our stories as a woman mm-hmm. of color from our perspective in media mm-hmm. specifically and then we started getting pulled in the direction of well, like hosting professional development events. So that's how we got into workshops. Mm-hmm. And then now we are getting into more healing. So more on the personal development side, right? So self-awareness, um, confidence building, um, focused on skill building as well. Mm. And, and I think our, you know, you know what I mean? Like this, I, I want this podcast to be very useful for people and the well, like one advice around this area when it comes to um, the vision and the direction and where you're wanting to go not just in your own life but with anything that you're building yeah is be very careful be very careful around um, getting advice from the people around you or um, you know when you're at events and whatever very very early on in your journey because I think it's too sometimes it's too early mm-hmm. um, in your in the idea ideation phase to start sharing what you're working on because then people will plant different seeds in your head about where this for could sure. go mm-hmm. and it could derail your initial intention with what you're building and so for us that's what happened that's mm. why we got pulled into like the tech space and pulled into diversity equity and inclusion and yeah. we got pulled into professional development and we started feeling really horrible around this because we weren't having fun anymore. We weren't yeah. fulfilled in doing this because it wasn't our initial intention. Yeah. And so I think for anyone, for us, what we're doing right now is really guarding that and okay. guarding our intention with it, and which is why we are going back to our original intention, which is to create healing spaces, to just bring people together and bring the community together. So where we see ourselves in the future, we want to double down on that. And we definitely hope to create different type, types of spaces. So what we're doing right now is very much like metaphysical space. So mm-hmm. how, do we, um, how do we create environments where people can come as themselves? And something that we're entertaining is a physical space. So opening up mm. a co-working location where people can come to work. And yeah. in the evenings and on weekends, we can have events. It can offer as a multi-purpose space where we mm. can have people host their own events there. Um, but really around this idea of healing and community. Yeah, it's so interesting like what you just said. Because first, when you 
defined it, I guess, as a place, as a healing, as a healing space. I was like, oh, that's a bit different than what we talked about a couple of months ago mm. <laughs> when we initially had our first conversation. But I mean, it makes yeah. sense. It's normal. You're still working on it and you're still redefining it. And then the second part of what you said about being careful, listening to other people and their inputs. And even though it's always like most of the time well-meaning. Good intentions. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's good intentions, but it's really... Man, yeah, that was for me because for right now for me, it's like um, I'm going through that exercise of sort of redefining like what's the goal of my podcast and what am I trying to achieve? Because like you, well, initially I started thinking that I really wanted it to be about like professional development and I wanted people to talk about what they were doing in their jobs and in their careers. And then, yes, we can talk about their side projects and stuff. But the more and more people I interview, um, the more I realize that we just really need a space to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and um, my latest interview, uh, Sandra, she defined it as like a therapy, you know, and I was oh like, my oh, gosh. my God, it's so true. But I would have never defined it like that uh, when I first started. Right. So it's more like, OK, when I see sort of the feedback that I'm getting and how the conversations are naturally turning, uh, like, what do I need to do? Like, where do I want it to go and what do I need to do? And right now I'm doing that exercise. Well, I'm supposed to be doing that exercise. I'm procrastinating, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing the exercise of sitting down and really like redefining the vision and the mission. And it's a bit tough. And I had to say my first no the other day to a potential interview and I was so scared, yeah. but uh, it didn't align with what I wanted and it, and, and what I was stand for. So, so someone pitched you, said, I- yeah. I'm interested in being on your podcast. And you said, this it might not be the right fit. Yeah. And Good. I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said no to someone. It's all going to mm. fall apart. No. <laughs> and wh- how did you feel after? Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like I, I panicked for a second when I had to say no. Um, and then I was like, I'm a horrible person. How can I say no? No, 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 no. But then I was like, no, but then I'm like, I'm not going to be, it's not going to serve my audience. I'm not going to be sticking to what I want the podcast to be. So I have to just say no. And it's better to say no in advance than go to the interview and say no there. Right. Um, so then I just said no, like in a kind manner and explain why and how it didn't align with the vision of what I was trying to achieve. And they understood it and it all worked out, Good, you know, but then also then sort of adding to what you're saying, one of the things I've noticed and and why the space of what you're doing is so important is we just don't have enough representation. Like there's just not enough voices. There's not enough environments or enough projects of people doing sort of like what we're doing, which is when you start doing that, you have so many opinion, like so many, so much, so much advice, right? And so many mm-hmm. inputs and insights, because everybody is trying to say, it's trying to give you like what they need, you know. Yeah. And so the hard part then becomes acknowledging, like, yes, I realize that as a community, we need all of these things, but what aligns to what I am trying to do and what aligns to my strengths, like you said earlier. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you know I, what I found, and this might be helpful for you as well, and anybody listening. Of what Sam and I did in December was it December? Yeah, at the end of December or early January, we sat down and we wrote down a list of everything that literally set our souls on fire, things that we love to work on. Mm. And we set a list of things that we're going to say no to that literally bring us anxiety and are not serving our larger purpose. And you clearly identify it. So even with the podcast, it could be topics, topics that you love, that you're curious by. Just if, even if you listen to your previous and reflect on your previous conversations, just keep track of the questions that you you gra- gravitate to on the cuff, right? Like mm. a lot of the challenges, have you always been this confident? Like it's, I think showing the journey of individuals, write down the topics of stuff true. that you are curious by and the stuff that literally do not at all align with, with what your audience needs and what you as an individual want to talk about. And I think that will clearly identify what you need to say yes and what you need to say no of. And it's going to be difficult, clearly, Really, um, but even last last yeah earlier in January, Sam and I had to say no to an incredible opportunity of hosting like a three part series event with a really awesome company here in Ottawa. Two awesome companies. It was gonna be a it's gonna be it was going to be an incredible three part series. Yeah, and we were planning it, and we were getting sponsors and all. We we're going through this whole process, but it wasn't feeling right. Like it felt further, like we were getting further and further away from our community and what we were trying Mm. to do. And we were servicing this whole other niche and area. Mm. And we had to sit down and write a very difficult email, just expressing that this exactly what you said to your potential guest, that this is just not aligning at this time, but how do we keep the door open to further collaboration? Yeah. Sometime down the line. And it was, after sending it, we felt it felt right. We felt at peace and people understand. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you provide your rationale and your why and they want to yeah. support us anyway. They want, they, the organizations want to support us with whatever we're working on. And so yeah. it just, it was a win-win for all parties That's and you're awesome. not constantly stressing out about, Oh my God, it doesn't feel aligned, but I feel pressure to do it. And for us, a big question was, what is our intention with saying yes to this? Mm. Is it is it is it coming from a place of ego? Because 100%, this would look great on paper. <laughs> or is it coming from a place of service? Mm. And if your answer is ego, then for at least for me, I'm saying, we're saying no. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that is not what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so tell me, so then you've also had your own podcast, for a couple of years actually and it's really centered about around like your why um how did you start your podcast and why did you choose this particular topic I started okay so I started thinking about the podcast in January 2017 while I was in my last year of school I was kind of Mm. thinking about the idea and at that point um, I think especially during the during university, as you start to learn more about what is actually out there in terms of career options, yeah. you're like, wow, I actually have no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> so this is this is me in in third year where I started going to well, like since first year, I had been going to networking events and getting involved in the student life, but yeah. it was more intentionally in third year 
where I started taking very different types of courses, like more in strategic management and mm. cross-cultural management. Um, I studied business um, for some context. And I when I went to events or when we had speakers in our class and they were saying something very interesting around, you know, what their work days look like, I would always follow up. I mm. am like follow up queen. Yeah. And, like <laughs> everything is in the follow up. When you meet a fascinating person at an event, when you hear someone speak and it, it really resonates with you, follow up with them, send them an email, send them a, a note on LinkedIn, message them wherever, you, whatever platform you need to message them to get into contact and find ways to provide value or um, ask them to go for, for coffee. And when I was a student and even still to this day, uh, but I think professional are so much more they love meeting with with young people and and students who are doing the work and who want to be better and so I, I sat down with a lot of, of professionals in finance and law in international business just entrepreneurship everything and would have coffee with these individuals and I would have these notebooks filled with advice and th their lessons experienced and um, what really you know, what they really enjoyed in their career and what they were fulfilled by. And mm. I, I just noticed, uh, like, uh, in these notes and in these conversations, I noticed a pattern amongst the people that I felt were the most happy and the most fulfilled. And it was because they knew the work, they were knew why they were doing the work that they were doing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I started reading um, Simon Sinek's book called Start Start With Why. Yes. And mm -hmm. I came across his TED Talk during that time and I was like, holy moly, he's talking about specifically organizations and their why. Yeah. But it's the same thing in people. It's the of same course. thing when you talk about an organizational or a company's mission statement, vision statement, all of these things can be so translated beautifully into individuals. Mm -hmm. And my first, I had been thinking about it for at that time for eight months about it needs to be perfect. I need the right title and all of these things. And then in yeah. August, after finishing school in August, I said, you got to do it, Naomi. I don't know what you're waiting for. And I just recorded with my close friend. Yeah. Her name is Rebecca. And we literally sat down in her living room. I recorded on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we don't need to be fancy, okay? We re no, I recorded on my cell phone. Yeah. And we talked about her transition from school into consulting and what her mm. experience was like. And it was just a simple episode. And then I kept going from there. And I started reaching out to people that I didn't know. Obviously, like at the beginning, I was more comfortable with individuals that I had built and developed a relationship with. Of course, yeah. But now, now I reach out. If I if I vibe with you, if I like your message and what you're about, and it aligns with the um, with the podcast, yeah. I don't care if you're in London, UK. You're getting a message from me, and yeah. if 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 something that you're interested in, we're making it work. So I've interviewed people all over the world, and and uh, now I it's so cool. Now I get requests to like inbound requests from pretty awesome awesome people That's um, awesome. who are interested in being on the podcast. And yeah, I think my main, the thing that I really want to get across with even, I like how you said where you started, mm -hmm. because I think it gives people a context for, it wasn't always this, it didn't start from very big beginnings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was simple. Mm -hmm. It was on my phone. I 
think I had a mic at that time uh, <laughs> that I spent yeah. like a hundred bucks on. Yeah. And you just got to hit the ground running and it was horrible. Like the first video was so bad. If you go, <laughs> if you go back to my uh, YouTube uh, videos, you can see the interview there and it's, <laughs> Oh my God. But you have to get out there. Like if my first draft, if my first episode was this high performance uh, thing, that means that I started too late. Yeah, you know what I mean? Course. And so of course, of course, mm-hmm. very, very very simple beginnings. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think I just bought my mic like now in January. Yes. All the episodes before I was just using the my uh, iPhone like microphone yeah. mic, you know, yeah. and that's what I that's what I was using and it was working and then I was playing with different uh systems like yes Zoom and then like all of these other ones trying out to see like what works for me and I'm sure I'm going to make a few changes still on with a couple of things. By the way, side note, I really like your website. Thank <laughs> that's, you. that's one of the things I'm trying I, like I want to work on and then I was on it earlier. I was like, "Oh my god, it looks so good." So <laughs> so I, I really it. like it. It's your on website. WordPress. It's on WordPress. Yes. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. I was trying to figure out like what theme is it? Where is it hosted? Because my website is hosted on WordPress too, but I need to do more work on it. But, but yeah, but yeah, start where, where you are with what you have. I truly believe that. And then the other thing as well to add to that is that if you don't start, you don't know what to adjust, right? Like mm. you could have the most perfect plan, but then when you actually try to execute it, that's when you start realizing what works and what doesn't work. So you might as well start early and then adjust as you go, right? Preach. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Please say that again. Say, <laughs> say that one more time. <laughs> say it one more time. I think it's such an important line. Oh my it's goodness. true. Yeah, like, yeah, it would start and then you can adjust as you go, right? Yes. Um, because you never know what's going to work or what's not going to work if you don't try it. And it's the same I learned the same thing actually in school. So I took some entrepreneurship courses and my entrepreneur, my entrepreneurship teacher, he was like, yes, you need to build a business plan. But he was like, but don't spend too much time on the business plan because once again, you're not going to plan for everything. Right. And he, at the time I didn't understand it because it was like, well, the idea of the plan is just to figure out what you have and what you're going to be good at. And versus what you don't have. So at least, you know, right. You know, like, oh, these are potential areas of weaknesses. So when you start working, it's not going to like swipe at you from nowhere. But he always said it that um, the actual real business plan would come, would be like the adjusted plan. It would come after like a couple of months of activities or maybe like a year of activity, because that's when you've sort of tried it. And you've sort of gone through that same exercise that you and Sam went through, right? Of saying, okay, we've done this a couple of times, but now how do we adjust it? Like, is this really what we want to do? Or do we want to change it and do something else? And then if we change it, what is it going to look like, right? Same for me where I'm now going through this phase of, okay, I've done this for a couple of months now. Is it good enough? Like, what can I adjust? How can I make it better? And all of that stuff, because now I know, because now we've we've tried mm-hmm. but we could have written the best plan ever but had we not actually tried it we wouldn't have known right agreed the, I'm a planner by heart so I'm trying to practice this lesson because you cannot plan everything because <laughs> there, <laughs> <laughs> there are some things you don't know like you just have to live them and then go through them and then you adjust you know mm-hmm. so yeah so that's what I'm that's uh 
that's what I'm practicing right now. Um, what do you find really hard about this process right now, like what you're going through? Hmm, patience. <laughs> <laughs> patience. You I, and I, yeah. Oh my gosh, because it's not, at this point, it's not even the execution and like putting myself out there that I'm struggling with because I've, I'm like continuing to develop that muscle by putting content out there and speaking at events and that sort of thing. So for me, it's patience. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, I'm really trying to write and reflect about why I'm struggling with this so much of, you know, doing something for a certain amount of time and then expecting a result. And I don't know where it comes from. This is something that I'm still trying to navigate, but not everything needs to happen in a year. Not everything needs to happen mm-hmm. in two years. Yeah. And it's giving myself the space and the um, you know, the comfort in realizing that whatever that I'm trying to build, it'll it'll happen in 20 years, it'll happen in 30 years, and being okay in that. And mm-hmm. I think to um one, there's this just mantra that I've been um, hearing more about. I really love Gary Vaynerchuk and he's an entrepreneur out of New York Mm -hmm. and something that he's, he says a lot that resonates with me. But one thing that I've, that's helped me in this season is um, micro speed, macro patience. So in the day to day, in the micro, in the day to day, you better be moving fast and like building momentum and sending those emails, making those calls cold calls, um, putting yourself out there practicing. But Mm -hmm. in the macro, it's having this patience that it is going to take you 20 years to get to where you want to be and not trying to rush the big picture. You know what I mean? And Mm. so that is almost like a push and pull between two parts of me that I need to find like a, a peace and a serenity in. And so that's something that I'm working on is not everything needs to happen tomorrow, but today I need to do the work so that I'm ready when it comes in a couple years. Yeah, for sure. um, That definitely has been something that's eased my, my anxiety and my jitters around um, having everything right now. And Mm -hmm. you know what? Like I think culture also plays an important piece in that too. Mm. Um, Just our use of, of technology and how technology is evolving as well it almost perpetuates this hustle culture and of course mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and all these things that are being glamorized in a couple yeah. of years i don't i don't think it will be and it's just going to be the cycle that we're going to constantly go through but at our own cores um what do you want to be working on when it may not even be the popular thing are you doing it because it's popular or are you doing it because you love it yeah and um, something that I've really learned from Gary is that, you know, for him, he's always been a builder and an entrepreneur from a very young age. And during the time that he was growing up, like in elementary school and high school, it wasn't glamorized to be Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. In fact, it was like, you were the losers and you were the confused ones. And, And now it's become this popular thing where everyone and their sister wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, like, are you doing it because you want to, or are you doing it because it's actually who you are? Mm. And so I think that's a huge piece when it comes to patient is it, is it, are you valuing 
am I, as I'm going to say it as me, so it makes it more real. Am I yeah. valuing the opinions that other people have of me and how I should be over who I actually am? And I think that helps with the patience piece because if I want things to happen today, is it because I want to prove something to mm. other people? Is it because I want to prove something to myself? But, you know, I have confidence in it's going to play out the way that it needs to. Yeah. You know, today, just focus on doing the work. Everything else, like the hard work will take care of itself and it'll take care of me in the future. So yeah, yeah for that's sure. something I'm working on. Mm, that's good. And you know what, what else I like about Gary? It's that he, like when he's challenging people with the whole micro patience, micro speed, I didn't know. I, I like that mantra. I didn't know it. But I've seen interviews where he's like, do you think I came here in five years? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then when he tells people like, no, it's taken me years, guys. Like it's taken me like 20 years, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So he's really good at calling out like, yeah, like it took time. So be patient. Mm -hmm. um, And then what I do, what I've started doing that maybe would help you or anybody else, because I am also really practicing patience, is um, reflecting. You said you were writing, right? So reflecting on, let's say, five years ago or four years ago, what was I hoping mm. for? Like, what was I praying for? And where is it now? Sort of re realizing, like, okay, so where I am now, like, I'm quite happy with my life, thank God. But, like, these, like it didn't happen yesterday. You know what I mean? Like... I, like I was working on the stuff now, like five years ago or like three years ago. But, um, and so when I reflect on that and I'm like, oh yeah, it took me five years or it took me three years or it took me six years to be here. Then for me, it makes it easier to say like, okay, then what I'm working on now, I'll probably see the fruit in six years or in five years. because mm. I know that for what, for, to, for the today, I didn't get the today yesterday. You know what I mean? Like literally. Right. I like that so, a lot. I'm definitely so, going to do this exercise. Mm -hmm. Also, it helps you see how you've grown, I think, um, mm -hmm. and how you've changed as well. So I found it really helpful. And when I'm starting to feel impatient, that's when I started to do like, okay, this is the progress we've made so far. So yes. you need those constant reminders, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we're always like looking to, at least I know myself personally, I'm always looking to the what next. And it's like, okay, so we've done this now. Like, you know, like I just started a new job. So now it's like, okay, what's the next job? But it's like, wait, but I haven't even done my job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, wait, two months ago, I was crying about a new job. So <laughs> I agree. So, so like, yeah. It's perspective, so, right? Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes we just need to sit down and, 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 and take notes and like have some perspective and then it helps you sort of put things in context and realize that you're not in such a bad spot after all. Or if you are in a bad spot, then it's like, well, what have you not changed? You know, what have you not corrected so that you, the output is a bit different? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you enjoy the most out of this whole process? You know, for me, it's, I, I love building relationships with people who are mm. creating ecosystems, who are creating businesses who are creating spaces for, for people to be themselves. And I think from a very early age, I've, I've always optimized for this, just mm. talking with people, connecting, connecting at events. Yeah. And it's something that I've enjoyed more and more over the years. Um, and definitely, yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't get and interviewing people. I love yeah. interviewing people. It's a lot of fun. And it's so good. Yeah. 
it's so much fun. It's so much fun learning about where they've been and where they are now and how we can really um, get those messages across to younger people. Yeah. And it's crazy, but even reflecting back on my, my own, um, like the stuff that I was doing a couple years ago, I would watch hours and hours and hours of interviews and like, especially of people in the entertainment space. Cause I feel like we only see their art. We only see their music or their movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I found an artist um, or an entertainer by artist, I'm I, like, everyone is an artist. I, I really mm-hmm. believe that. And so if I found like a, music, a musician that is creating very powerful music and I, I've always been very quick to want to know more about who is behind the music. Mm. And, um, and so I'll find an individual, for example, and I'll go and watch every single interview that I can find of them. Mm. And to do that, it just gave me so much context and um, story and life that is behind what we experience. And I think artists, artists are these incredible beings who have, tapped in so deeply into an emotion um, or emotions or the human experience in Mm. a way that makes people emotional. It makes people um, see themselves differently, see others differently. Um, And the amount of music that I I believe that has saved people's lives is insane. And I, I have found this a deep fascination of trying to get to know those people more. And so people that I've really, um, want to highlight are people like logic mm. um diddy is someone that like p diddy is someone that i'm looking into now russ okay i love rappers but russ is an incredible um person who preaches about self-sufficiency and mm. doing the hard work and doing your research and um like just plain and simple hustle if you yeah. want to do this work your butt off but do it strategically and he Mm. I love how he talks about how he got here and um, there's a science there is a science behind I think quote-unquote making it and especially making it in certain industries and who else Tiffany Haddish oh my gosh she's hilarious I love her her story is so sad (laughs) how she grew up as a child like being in the foster care system her mother being in an accident where she couldn't even like talk, walk, eat on her own. Like everything that she yeah, taught Tiffany really up rough. until the age of nine, she was going back and teaching her mother, being abused, like being homeless, living out of her car, like all of these things. And we only see the final product. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so going back into those interviews is something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, that's true. And uh, that makes so much sense. You ask some tough questions, huh? like <laughs> for people who haven't been on uh, on uh, on your podcast yet, they should go listen. But you ask really good questions. I was sitting um, and watching, well, reading some of mine, right? Because we're going to do my episode next. Yes, yes. yes. And I was yes. like, huh? I was like, yeah, I was like, this girl does not play. I have to think about <laughs> It's a great exercise. It is a great exercise. I was like, I have to really think about this. Like, uh, but it's great. It's great. I love it. Because like you said, I think it really, the way you ask questions really forces people to go deep, you know, and and, and, and to really look for ah, their why. Their answer, yeah. Their, yeah, their why, why, why they do what they do and uh, what their purpose is in the world and such. And I truly believe that we all have something to 
add to the world. It's just a matter of fi- figuring it out um, and just doing it, which of course sounds easier said um, done, yeah. than done, you know. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, you know, this goes back to the question about visioning, you, you know, that we've been doing with Inclusively and Find Your Tribe. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I started reading this book by James Clear. He talks about habits, how we build effective habits. And one thing that, yeah. like, I felt in my gut, I'm not even kidding, Michaela. He said this thing. He said, um, you know, we do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And I was like, huh, mm. interesting because, mm. and because people who, like, you can just imagine the people who have goals of being the greatest and the best at X, Y, Z, but they fall short because they haven't put in the practice and the diligence and the hard work mm. and the systems to get them there. And so mm. for me, I'm so not fo- like, I have my greater vision in place, but I don't really think about myself in five years. I think about how <coughs> the intention that I want to have. And mm-hmm. honestly, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing just at a higher level. So I want to, I see myself speaking internationally um, I see myself speaking in Ethiopia, in Dubai, in Australia. I'm going to put it out there. Yes. <laughs> across the U.S., yes. across Canada, just getting my message across. Yeah. I really want to double down on this community building efforts and bringing people together um, around a common purpose, really focused on how we can heal ourselves as individuals. And I would love to write a book, like become an author and take these lessons that I'm learning from other people and highlighting those stories and those incredible um, individuals who are creating the life that they want to live. And so I'd love to document that just in very different forms. Like the podcast is one. Um, I'd love to do it through TV. I really, really love TV. It's super, it's very nerve wracking, but there's something about being in the light and in the limelight that yep. I really enjoy. I, I don't know why, but like before, before I remember, so I did a <laughs> few TV things last year and before going up, they like live TV is a whole other beast. And so they have someone talking into your ear and they're basically guiding like the whole, um, the whole newsroom. Yeah. And then they'll say like, Naomi go up in 30 minutes or in 30 seconds and right before I was going to go up, I forgot. I literally ran a blank. I forgot <laughs> everything that I was going to say. And then as soon as I sat down in the chair and they went three, two, one, it all came back to me. Of like course, everything yeah. came back. And I was just in the moment and I was enjoying myself. And I think there's something about that high pressure um, experience that demands so much more from you. But that's where your practice comes in and all the work that you've done before to make you ready to be in that position. Yeah, you know what for I mean? sure. Yeah. And so where I see myself in five years, I guess I'll have to say, um, continue to be community building, speaking at the national and international level, uh, writing a best-selling book, um, continuing to share this message and connecting with people who are living life on purpose. 
Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you because I can see you doing all of these things. And I'm going to be like, I knew her when she was working on this, guys. <laughs> oh, Michaela, thank you, my dear. And I can't wait until we're like all there doing the work. Like, that's why I'm so sure. adamant about building with my peers, building yeah. with people like you and collaborating collaborating with other folks because you know in, t- in 20 years we're the, going to be the ceos we're going to be the you know heads of nations like and so when you're able to develop those relationships early it's so cool what like yeah, it's be. so amazing yeah it's amazing and that qu- that quote you said about oh, falling to the level of our systems man i felt that i was like oh, because uh, lately it's funny you said you said it when you said it i was like okay that was for me uh, because, because I've been thinking a lot about that. Like, well, I am a true believer in, in habits, right? I read this book called The Power of Habits a few years back, and it truly changed the way I approach my life because it, we are the result of our habits and our systems, you know? So mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Like, I need to rethink some things in the way that I work and such. But yeah, so this was a great reminder of that. Oh my God. Okay. What would you say um, to your younger self? Like the Naomi of five years ago, let's say, when you were mm-hmm. having all these moments of of doubt and yeah, maybe five to like seven years ago. What would you have said to yourself? <laughs> five years ago, seven years ago, I was, how old was I? I was 16. Yeah, and that, that was such a weird time in my life because I, I, started, I started university at 16. Mm. And because I oh, wow. okay. grew up in the in Ontario in Ottawa, and then my last two years of high school, so grade ten and eleven, um, my family and I we moved to the Quebec side. And so mm-hmm. I did finish high school here. Me finished in grade eleven, as you know, mm-hmm. and I decided to go to university right away and study finance. Mm-hmm. And it was a very confusing time because only three people out of my whole graduating class decided to to take that route. And me and my best friend were uh, att- like attended University of Ottawa. We studied in different programs. And I was like, I'm literally here alone. <laughs> I'm here alone and yeah. I don't know anybody. And the classes are so big. And am I supposed to be here? Like I had a lot of self-doubt mm. um, during that time. And so something that I would say to her is, Trust the process. Hmm. Trust and believe that you are exactly where you need to be right now. Um, continue to double down on learning, learning about who you are and how you want to show up and create your own opportunities. Like university is the beautiful and incredible time to explore mm-hmm. without that, without too much pressure do you know what I mean of being out yeah. in the quote-unquote real world and any advice I would give to people who are currently in school is like and even at any time in your life explore ask questions yeah. meet yeah. new people and so I did exchange when I was in university because I wanted to try something different and experience a new country mm, where did you go I went to Bergen Norway beautiful wow. place beautiful yeah. place surrounded by these incredible mountains and uh, they really value family and nature there. And, you know, for 
for me at that time, it was so enlightening to be somewhere else. That was the first time that I traveled alone. I'd been to Ethiopia before, but it was the first time that I traveled by myself internationally. Mm. And um, I, I came back just being like, holy shit, like nothing went the way that I planned, but I was, <laughs> but I was able to figure it out. And yeah. my last couple days there, we had a few days before I was going to come back home. And I was like, I'm already here. Let's go to let's go to Denmark. Let's go to Sweden. So I just went by myself. <laughs> yes. And I called my dad and I was like, I, I want to do this. I'll be safe. I'll be good. I'll book hotels and let's just go. And yeah. so trusting the process, um, really building the confidence by doing stuff that are outside of your comfort zone. That's what I would tell younger Naomi. Everything's going to work out. Yes. And actually, that's also so, still so relevant for all of us today, right? Because mm-hmm. half, half of the battle is just trusting that what you're doing will, will work out eventually. Yeah. Where can we find you? You can find me at naomihyland.com. That's N-A-O-M-I-H-A-I-L-E.com. I'm also on pretty much every social platform. So Instagram, Naomi A. Hyla. Twitter, mm-hmm. link, connect with me on LinkedIn, guys. I like LinkedIn a lot. You do, actually. You're quite active on LinkedIn. Huh? Like, uh, <laughs> and I like how you have your whole life on LinkedIn. Like, that's something else we have to talk about. Like, you, there isn't like, oh, this is my passion project. No, even your passion project is good enough to be on your LinkedIn. Oh, so, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, <laughs> lessons, lessons from you. But yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. So LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram, Twitter. Um, but as much as I love these social networks, really important to have a website, something that you own that is a home. Otherwise, your business, your ideas are homeless. So get a website and share what you're working on on those platforms. And just use social media to bring people to, to your home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and so I highlight sure. a lot of the work that I'm doing on my website. I'm in the midst of... Um, getting a new website and designing new stuff so that is expected to come probably in february or my and or march awesome exciting any final words uh thank you so much for uh creating this space and this and this podcast to talk about shit that matters and i just want to encourage other people to just rem- always remember that you, you know, how do I even say this? That an older person, you know, your, yourself in 20 years is relying on you to be smart right now, is mm. relying on you to work hard and be diligent and double check your, your work and just hustle in the way that feels right for you. Not because of what everybody else is, is saying, but um, hustle according to what your, your dreams are. And start small so just remember that older person like i am always thinking about seven-year-old naomi and <laughs> what she what is she is feeling and the life that she leads and it's a hundred percent determined on what i am doing today because all of those things ripple into stuff that i'm doing actively day by day ripples into what my life is going to be in years to come yeah right? so 100%. Think, think deeply about about older the older version of you and how they are relying on you to be smart wow wow all right thank you so much <laughs> thank you Michaela. thank you so much Naomi. thank you for being with me today 
Absolutely. What did you think of the conversation that you just heard? Don't hesitate to leave us comments on the Facebook group or on the website jazzalitmar.com. As the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving and keep shining.